Hey there everybody, this is Paul from the Home Class Movie Chat. Today we are going to be going back over to the Horror Crypt podcast, the one that I actually host, but this is a bit of a disclaimer warning. I'm going to be reviewing a very hardcore movie by the name of Hostel. This is a movie that under no circumstances anybody under the age of 15 should watch because it has some very graphic situations uh, present in the movie. Also in the center part of this podcast there will be a, a small bit of the actual movie where you will hear some um, very hardcore things. So please listen with care um, and possibly just listen away from younger children. Thank you. Hey there everybody, welcome to another episode of the Horror Crypt Podcast, episode number 28 today. Have you ever watched a movie, have you ever watched a horror movie and you thought to yourself at the end of that, holy fuck, what the hell was that? But, in a good way? Yeah, well this one is one of those movies, when I first saw this, I was like, holy shit, what the hell did I just see? What did I just witness? This was probably one of the most disturbing movies that I had seen in the longest time. And us in the horror community, I think we are, I think we desensitized, for lack of a better word. There is just no way in hell that there's very many horror movies out there that really get to us where we sit there and go, oh, wow, that was, you know, neither here nor there. There are some movies that I've watched that, you know, like The Hills Have Eyes, the remake, was very, very hardcore. It actually kept me on the edge of my seat. My heart was flying out of my chest this one was along the same lines this is the very original hostel now i can't play a trailer of this one and i'll tell you why the trailer is more visual than what it is auditory so there's really not much as far as the trailer goes i there's only a a few little noises here and there but it's all visual so what I'm going to do is throughout this movie, or so throughout this uh, review, I'm just going to obviously talk about the movie, but in a certain spot, I'm actually going to play a small segment of the movie just so you get an idea of just how hardcore this movie really is. But yeah, this one really was quite intense. Before I get started, remember I'm on all social platforms. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Oz, and if you want to send me a direct message, Oz with the O and the Z being uppercase, at gmail.com. You know, I'd really love to hear from you guys, and, you know, I'm getting up towards, you know, um, episode 50, and I've decided that when we hit episode 50, I'm going to throw in a little, um, little surprise. There'll be a small little hidden word somewhere throughout the podcast. If you hear it, and you email me direct, I'm going to send you a little present. Yep, simple as that. All you got to do is reach out to me. Anyway... And that being said, I think we'll get started on Hostel. So Hostel is a 2005 American horror film written and directed by Eli Roth. It's about a mysterious organization that tortures and kills kidnapped tourists. Very, very freaky on this one. So the running time was 94 minutes. The original budget was $48.8 million. That blew it out of the water. It, uh, the box office was $82 million. Um, this was actually the, the first installment of, uh, which follows Hostel Part 2 and Part 3. So college students Paxton, sorry, Paxton and Josh travel across Europe with their Icelandic friends Oli. Now, for some reason, this, this movie almost, 
I don't know. I've, I've never been on any of these tours, but it seems to be that these guys are just going across um, the country, just screwing anything that moves. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, if I was young, I probably would have done the same thing, but I didn't have the amount of friends that I um, would have to be able to travel across the, the country. But it really seems that these guys are just basically on a sex tour. And nothing wrong with that. All power to you if you do. But uh, these guys really start to, to make it almost like they're just out there just to screw anything that moves. As I said, all good. So in the Netherlands, they visit an Amsterdam nightclub followed by a brothel. And uh, yeah, there's some pretty <laughs> there's some pretty creepy sort of like uh, brothel action that you get. But one of the guys, Josh, um, he's really not overly enthused about the whole thing. Um, he, I don't know, he's, he's sort of like, he wants to get involved with what Paxton and Ollie are doing, but he doesn't really come across as worldly, and he's very much, he, it's almost like he wants to fall in love, and as I said, nothing wrong with that, but in this sort of tour with Paxton with Ollie, it's basically, this is a one, you know, basically one continuous sex tour, so he just basically has that look on his face like, yeah, I, I want to go into this um, brothel, and I'm sure getting this whole thing, whole thing organized, but uh, I really want to fall in love and do all the whole thing. The other guys, um, Paxson and Ollie, yeah, they're, they're into it, you know. Um, so unable to get back into their hostel because of curfew, they accept the offer of a man named Alexei to stay at his apartment. He convinces them instead of going to Barcelona, because they started, I think they started in, I think, I think they started in Paris or whatever. They, it basically tells you the story of where they started to where they're ending up, but they, they were actually going to go to Barcelona. They should visit a hostel in Slovakia, which is filled with beautiful and desperate women. Now, of course, any person, uh, you know, any any guy that would hear the word uh, beautiful and desperate women would end up by going, yep, hell yeah. And, oh my God, Ollie, you've got to, this guy sometimes gets on my nerve because he calls himself the, the king of the swing. But with Ollie's accent, um, it's... <laughs> It sounds really cool. He goes, I'm king of the swing. And it's just, it's, yeah, it's really weird. When, he, when they get up into this um, this apartment at uh, Alexei's, there's two people, um, there's a, a couple on the bed that are just basically having sex. And Ollie is like sitting there going, oh my God, this is just awesome. And of course, Alexei's like, don't worry, they're so fucked up, they wouldn't even know you're sitting there watching them, you know. Um, and they're, <laughs> they're just, oh yeah, it's a, a real life, um, real-life porn that they're watching, basically, in front of them, which, as I said, this is their whole idea of going to this these countries, is basically to have one giant field orgy. So the three board uh, a train to Slovakia, where they encounter a Dutch businessman who touches Josh's leg. Now, a bit of context on this. Uh, the Dutch businessman, he's basically saying that um, the, he, the people have lost the, the ability of touch, and he's basically eating... Um, chicken in like a container with you know um, you know a whole lot of greens and things like that and as he's trying to as he's talking to Paxton and talking to Ollie and talking to Josh he's basically saying that people have lost the ability to touch to, to get involved with things and this is why he enjoys eating with his hands because he is basically is getting back to his primordial urges of touch and feel and he touches Josh's leg now I don't think there was anything really involved with that. I don't think it was... I mean, obviously, as we go along, you'll find out that there are things down the track. But in this regard, this is just a very simple misunderstanding. I've just touched your leg. Of course, Josh yells at him um, and basically calls him a, a freak and a fag and stuff like that. He causes the guy to leave. Um, but as I said, it was it was not 
I don't think it was intentional at this stage, but as we go along, as I said, you'll find out a little bit more about this story. So, yeah, this is basically, it's, it's just one of those things. So, arriving in Slovakia, they find their roommates in the hostel are two women. Now, it's interesting because when they were checking into the hostel, they had to give their passports, which I didn't, I've never actually heard that sort of situation where you'd have to give your passports when you check in. Maybe someone in the audience have, have travelled um, and have a little bit of information about that, but I've actually never under, never worked out that you'd actually have to give your passport to somebody. I'm really not sure. Of course, the guy at the front counter, he's pretty creepy. Uh, I mean, when I say creepy, he just looks very, very weird. And I think that's probably one of the, the strange things. If someone said to me, okay, I need your passport, you'd sit there and go, why? Why would you need my passport for? What's the reason behind that? Anyway, as I said, we'll find out. So he says, well, you'll have to share with a couple people. And, of course, Paxton and, and Josh and Ollie are like, yeah, that's fine, no problem. They get upstairs, and as they're getting up to the room, they see two girls changing and of course at, at just the right moment they see one of the girls topless and uh, they go oh look I'm, I'm i'm sorry you know and they go no it's okay it's fine um i'm natalia and this is uh slavet uh, god svetlana see i should have actually read this before i started talking svetlana of course the girls are inviting invite them to a spa and later to a disco and outside the disco josh runs into a gang of local criminal kids and these kids are called the bubblegum <laughs> the bubblegum gang um these guys are these kids are vicious and i think they're basically pickpockets um and they he's trying to one of the kids is trying to say that he wants money <clears throat> and i don't know whether he actually wants money i think he wants i don't know i mean eventually that he you know josh gives him bubblegum so i think that's probably one of the things these kids want but they're called the bubblegum gang and, and you'll understand why when you actually see this movie but anyway, um, like, luckily, the Dutch businessman intervenes to, to defend him, and Josh buys him a beer and apologizes for his reaction on the train. And it is actually a, a decent apology, because it was like, listen, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. And the guy's like, listen, if I was your age um, and this happened to me, I would probably react in the exact same way that you, you are. Now, at this moment, you know, Josh is sitting up at the bar talking to this businessman, and Paxton and Ollie happen to look over. Now, they're, they're getting, you know, rather frisky with these two girls. Of course, Paxton looks over and gives the old, yeah, there you go, you've scored with somebody. And, you know, no, they're just talking, and it's just, you know, an apology that's happening. That's all it is. But Paxton, sometimes he can be an absolute dick, you know. So um, it just goes along that eventually Paxton says to the, comes over and says to Josh, listen, one of the girls really, you know, wants to get you know jiggy with it basically basically wants to fuck and so he's like okay and he, he, he excuses himself from the businessman anyway Paxton and Josh end up by having sex with Nat Natalia and Svetlana and while Ollie leaves with the desk girl Viola um I don't know how even Ollie found this girl but anyway he finds finds this girl so the whole three of them are doing the business the next morning Ollie does not return so he doesn't return to the so basically They've, they're going back to the to the um, hostel, and Ollie says to one of the guys, I think it's Paxton or Josh, I'm leaving with, with Varna, and just basically disappears. So they're not really overly concerned about where he's gone, because you know, this is basically a sex tour. So basically, if you end up with a girl, oh, well, you end up with a girl. You went back to her hotel or her house or motel, whatever, and you'll catch up with them in the morning. Of course, at this stage, you know, in the next morning, Ollie doesn't return. So they go down to the desk clerk and they tell them that, you know, where is, has this guy come back? 
the desk clerk basically says, uh, no, no, um, he checked out. And they're like, what? No, they, he wouldn't have just checked. He wouldn't check out. And he's like, yeah, his bag's gone. Um, there's his signature on the receipt. Um, I've given him his passport. He checked out this morning. And they're like, well, did he leave a forwarding address where he's gone? And, of course, this guy's got no, um, you know, no other information. Of course, while they're standing there, the two the two guys are approached by a Japanese woman named Kana, who shows them a photo of Ollie and her friend Yuki, who was also missing. Later, the group receive a message from Ollie with a supposed selfie claiming he has gone home. Now, this is rather interesting because, you know, Ollie's been a really great friend to these guys, and I don't think they knew him when they left America. I think they just caught up with him as they were going along through the country. Uh, or di different countries that they, they visited. So Ollie basically just, just tagged along. So they've actually got to know an Ollie. So it is almost like he, he did say that he's got, a, he's got a daughter. So it might be the fact that he's going home. But the selfie that um, he get, that what they get, it just says, uh, me go home. And that's it. And there's basically a picture of Ollie and this other guy, girl Yuki, side by side saying, I've, I've gone home. And so they're like, well, I guess, you know, there's not much to it. If he's gone home, he is, he's gone home. We know that he's got a daughter, so he's gone. However, elsewhere, Ollie has been decapitated while Yuki is being tortured. So this is where it starts to get very, very hardcore. And as I said before in the beginning of this podcast, this is one of those movies that you, at the end, sit there and basically catch your breath and go, holy fucking shit, what did I, what did I just see? Um, if you've never seen this movie... I do highly recommend you see it. I do not at all highly recommend you see it in front of a younger child. This is not for their eyes. This movie is definitely not for their eyes. So um, anyone under the age of, uh, say, 16, 17, no, do not show them this movie. This is a very hardcore movie. It's a very hard movie to sit through. As, as I said before, us in the horror community, we've been so desensitized with movies um, and certain movies that it just it doesn't really bother us anymore. But this is a movie that, if you've never seen it, please don't play it around a younger child because this is not for their eyes. So they've been he's been decapitated, and you just see that Ollie's um, head is sitting on a, a table, and of course the cell phone that he that was uh, sent the picture that was sent from his cell phone is then turned off and just thrown onto a pile of as you see a whole lot of other cell phones. You do, do you do hear screaming in the background and the camera does pan down the hallway to an open door where there's this young girl strapped to a chair and a, a, a hooded man or hooded person we're guessing standing in front of them. Uh, the door is summarily quickly closed and then you just hear more screaming. That's all you actually get to see. So Josh is anxious to leave but Paxson convinces him to stay one more night with, with Natalia and Svetlana. So, like everything, it's like, well, come on, you know, he's gone home. Why should we interrupt our enjoyment of, of what's going on? These girls want to take us off to a disco, so, you know, how about we go? And, you know, Josh is like, no, no, I really, I really want to go. I think it's I think it's time that we just keep moving on. And he's like, come on, one more night with, with the girls. And, you know, obviously the, the lure of pussy doesn't actually get too far because Josh goes, yep, okay, no worries, we'll go, we'll go, that's fine. Um, as I said, sometimes Paxton is a real douchebag. <laughs> I don't like Paxton sometimes, but he can certainly convince Josh um, to keep this thing going, and off we go. We're going to go to, you know, be with Natalia and Svetlana. 
However, as they're going along, you can sort of see that they're, these girls are talking to each other, but not talking to each other, if you understand. They're almost like they're talking to each other just with their eyes, and it's almost like you just see that some they're doing something. Something's underhanded. Something shady's going on. Can't really tell what is at the moment. However, the women slip both of the guys' tranquilizers. Okay, so feeling ill, Josh goes back to the hostel and faints on his bed because he says to Paxton, listen, I'm not feeling well. I don't know what's wrong. I'm just going to go. I just want to go back. And of course, he says, well, what about the girls? And she and he's like, listen, I'm still, I'm so feeling, I'm like, I'm feeling so unwell that I couldn't even get it up if I wanted to. So I'm going back to the hostel and you do see him walk into the hostel and you've got that camera sort of like um, visionary of the fact that he's starting to feel like going conscious. He's starting to, you know, things are not right. And he lays on the bed and he does. He completely passes out. At which moment the door opens up and you see two sets of feet standing alongside of his bed and he's completely passed out. Paxton, however, he is heading towards the bathroom and as he's going towards the bathroom, he sort of like stumbles against the wall and at that moment, a pantry door opens up because there is um, one of the people that work there is grabbing some groceries out of the out of the um, the pantry. He thinks that's the door to the toilet and he goes in, the, the pantry door locks because it can only be opened up from the outside and of course he's like, oh for fuck's sakes, I'm locked in here and he's banging away on the door but of course, a nightclub, it's so noisy, no one can hear him banging on the door. Um, at that moment, the, he just starts to fade and he does pass out and he's of course, he's locked in the pantry. Josh, however, wakes up in a dungeon-like room. Now, as I said to you before, um, because the, the preview of this movie was actually a lot more visual than what it was, it was auditory, I couldn't play the, um, the actual um, trailer of the movie. However, I do have the actual killing scene in this moment. I'll tell you a bit about this and then I'll play that, that segment of the movie. So Josh wakes up in a dungeon-like room where the Dutch businessman begins maiming him with a drill. As he muses over his dream of becoming a surgeon, the Dutch business, businessman drills holes into Josh's body, slices his Achilles tendon, preventing him from running away, and then slits his throat with a scalpel. Now, I've told you about it. Now, here's that scene of the movie.
I always wanted to be a surgeon. But the boards would not pass me. Can you guess why? to say that is a very very hardcore part of the movie is an understatement there's only one other part of the movie there's that's really quite hardcore um and i don't have that that part of the movie that i can describe it to you as we go along but um that scene that you've just heard um is quite graphic and very very hard to watch but as i said us in the horror community we tend to gravitate towards horror um and gore and things like that so this movie's right up our alley so Paxton wakes up in the disco and returns to the hostel where he learns that he had supposedly checked out. So he gets back to the hostel and uh, he says, listen, I'm, you know, I, I got locked out last night. I couldn't get back to the hostel to begin with. And I was also <laughs> locked in this um, pantry, but uh, I just want my room key. And he's like, and of course the, the desk clerk's like, no, well, I'm sorry. I can't give you the thing because you've, pa- you've already packed up and checked out. And he's like, well, no, I haven't packed up and checked out. And he goes, yeah, here's your bag. Your bag's already, your bag's already been packed. You came and you, you checked out and he goes, well, who would have checked me out? I'm the only person that would have checked me out. And he's like, well, the night, <clears throat> pardon me, the night person said that you checked out this morning. And he goes, well, I'm clearly not checking out. So he goes, okay, well, uh, I'll give you a, a room because we've got a room. So Paxson's given another uh, a new room where he is greeted by two women who invite him to the spa. 
Suspicious, he locates Natalia and Svetlana, who tell him that Josh went to an art ex exhibit. Natalia takes Paxson to an old factory where he sees Josh's mutilated corpse being stitched together by the Dutch businessman. So this is very interesting because it's the same scenario. You know, he goes up to the room, he opens the door, there's two women there, one happens just to be topless, you know, putting on a jacket, and says, oh, you know, and he goes, oh, look, I'm sorry, I'm just checking into my room, and they're like, no, 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 that's fine, you can come in, and as one of the girls walks past him, the other girl follows her and, uh, follows her and goes, um, we're going to the spa, you should come, and it's like, hang on a minute, this is deja vu, I've already had this conversation before. So anyway, he says to, well, you know, which is Svetlana and Natalia, well, what art exhibit? Why would he go to an art exhibit? And they're like, well, come on, we'll, we'll take you there. And of course, Natalia is the one that takes Paxton to this, um, you know, off to this factory. And as he gets to the factory, he says to one of the guys, because one of the, you know, just a regular guy is walking out and says to him, uh, you know, what's it like in there? And he goes, listen... Um, however much money you've got, you'll never be able to afford how wonderful that place is in there. It's never, the money's never enough. And he's he's got this really weird look on his face like, what? What the fuck? So he goes in and uh, he basically confronts um, Natalia, who basically says to, to Josh, you know, I was paid a lot of money for you. So basically, you're my bitch. Because he does say, listen, bitch, where the fuck are you taking me? And she does come back with that line. It's like, you know, I got a lot of money for you and you are worth every bit, of, a bit of it. And he does happen to be uh, attacked by two men who drag Paxton down a hallway, passing by several rooms where other people are being tortured. Oh my God. Some parts is uh, incredible to, to, you don't get to see it. Like it's basically a very, very quick visual, but there's a person that's being electrocuted. There's another person that's being sliced up. Um, basically whatever you want to do in these in this club or this in this factory you can basically do for the right amount of money so it really comes down to the fact that someone has paid a lot of money to attack josh so um josh has been basically mutilated and he's been stitched together now when i say stitched together um as paxton's being you know led down the hallway he does happen to see the dutch businessman who he's opened you know josh completely up you know his, his stomach's open but he is stitching together um, obviously a body part, maybe a, a kidney or a liver or whatever. Um, so it's basically like it, it, you're playing out your most sickest fantasy. If you can't be a surgeon, this place will this place can make you a surgeon for the right amount of money. Of course, you're killing somebody, and it, you know that's completely illegal. But in this regard, you know, hey, why not? Um, so Paxton is restrained to a chair and prepared to be tortured by a German client named Johann. Paxson attempts to plead with Johan by speaking German, but Johan places a ball gag in his mouth, which he removes after Paxton vomits in fear. Now, the reason that he does this is the fact that as he's, you know, because it was the fact that he, they were, this uh, German guy wants an American. And of course, he does, uh, Josh is, uh, not Josh, Paxton's put into a chair and he doesn't say anything. This guy walks in in a hood and you know, you know says to something to him and he doesn't answer so this thug comes in from uh from the you know the hallway puts a gun to paxton's head and basically says talk and of course paxton does then say what do you want me to talk about what do you want me to say 
And, of course, at that moment, it's the fact that, oh, yes, he is an American. Fantastic. I've got an American that I can kill. So this guy's got an array of things that he can do. He's got, you know, every weapon that you can think of between knives and chainsaws, um, nail guns, you name it, he's got it. Because that's one of the, one part of this group. And the, the group is called, um, well, it's actually, it's hard to actually say, but the tattoo that you get after you've killed someone is a bloodhound. So I'm guessing it's a, it's a blood, it's called the bloodhound group, I don't know, I, I can't remember. Um, but you do get a tattoo to say that you've killed somebody and that's your insignia into this club. So basically when you do book in to kill somebody, you put forward what you want to do to them, what you're looking to, to do. Um, of course, this actually goes a little bit further into number two, which is a lot more graphic as far as the killing goes. But we're not doing number two, we're doing the original. But um, so this guy's got a, an array of weapons ready to go to attack Paxton. So Paxton does try to convince this guy to not do it. So he does start to speak German to him. Now, at that moment, you see a little bit of humanity in this guy's eyes that basically thinks, oh, uh, and obviously Paxton is talking about something. You don't really get to see what he's talking about because Eli Roth didn't actually put any subtitles in this movie. So you don't really see what he's talking about, but he's really getting to this guy. And so finally, the guy puts down his weapon that he actually had and walks out of the room. So at that moment, you think, oh, okay, Paxton has talked him into not doing what he was going to do. So then suddenly the door opens. This guy walks in along with the thug who then ball gags him. And you just have that look or the, the German guy looks on his face like, good, right now he can't talk to me. And he indicates to the thug that, yes, okay, you can go out of the room now. Um, there is no way that he's going to be able to talk to me because, you know, whatever he's talking to, to me about, he was starting to really get to me and I'm not going to have that. I've paid a lot of money to kill him, so this is going to happen. So, while cutting off a few of Paxton's fingers now with a chainsaw. So now this is really interesting because he um, turned on the chainsaw and he was walking towards Paxton who at that, at that moment vomited. So he was basically choking himself to death on his, on his vomit. So this guy immediately took the ball gag out of Paxton's mouth and he vomits all over the floor. At that moment, this guy happens to slip on the vomit and of course then cuts, um, I think it's like two or three of Paxton's fingers off. So he, unint he unintentionally does this because he wanted to basically do a lot more to Paxton than just, you know, unintentionally sever, sever part of his, you know, fingers off. But as he goes and he slips, he actually unintentionally severs uh, his hand restraints. So basically he cuts down um, the part, one part of his handcuffs. Right at that, <laughs> right at that moment, Johan slips on the ball gag and falls over, severing his own leg with a chainsaw still powered on. So Paxton reaches, reaches for a gun because at this moment, you know, you've got a whole lot of weapons in front of you. So Paxton falls over and knocks over um, a table that actually had been bought over with Johan ready to start killing him. And there was a, a, a handgun there. Luckily, Paxton at that moment picks up the handgun and shoots this guy dead in, in the face and kills him. So he then kills a guard before leaving the room. He finds an elevator to the top, to the top floor where he changes into a business clothes and finds a business card for the Elite Hunting Club. Sorry, that's, that's what it was called. The Elite Hunting Club, an organization that allows its clientele to pay to kill and mutilate tourists. So um, I don't know if anyone's actually seen the TV show Suits, but the guy 
who plays Lewis is actually one of these guys who pays a lot of money to, <laughs> to kill to kill somebody. And Paxton and him have a bit of a, a conversation backwards and forwards, and he says, um, this, you know, this businessman says to, to Paxton, so what did you go for? Did you go for uh, a local or did you go for a tourist? And he goes, uh, American. And he goes, nice, I like that. Yeah, you. I wanted to kill someone too. And he goes, so uh, what did you do? You know, how did you do it? And of course, at this moment, you know, Paxton's, you know, got the business suit on. He's got a, gloves over his hands. Where no one can see the, you know, this guy can't see that he's got his fingers mutilated. And um, so he's, Paxton's looking like white as a, as a sheet. And of course, this guy goes, what's it, what's it like in there? And he goes, it, and of course, Paxton goes, I, there, there's no words that can describe it. Basically, it's disgusting in there. What What's going on? And so this businessman does say to, to Paxton, so what do you think? Should I do it slow or do it fast? And of course, at that moment, Paxton says, um, yeah, I'd do it fast. And the guy goes, yeah, that's, no, I'm not going to do it fast. I want to take my time. I want to enjoy myself, you know. And of course, it's like, ah, fair enough, you know, off you go. So on the way out, Paxton discovers that Karna whose face is being disfigured with a blowtorch by an American client. So as he's going down the hallway, um, trying to find the exit, he does happen to find this. He, he, he sees a door, and you can hear the screaming coming from behind the door. So at that moment, Paxton opens up the door, and this businessman literally has Karna, who is strapped to a chair. He is blowtorching one side of her face and says to this, and says to Paxton, this, you know, businessman says to Paxton um, get the get your own fucking room this is my room and of course at that moment he shoots this guy and kills him and helps Kana to escape of course Kana's face is so disfigured and her eye is literally hanging out of her head so at that moment you know the only thing that Paxton can think of which is pretty hardcore is um, he cuts the tendon that's actually holding her eye in place uh, there is a whole lot of pus and blood that comes out of Kana's face, and th there's no way around it. They have to get out of this place because they're going to get killed, and Kana's going to get killed for sure. She's in the middle of getting getting killed. So Paxton kills the kills the man and rescues Kana as they flee in a stolen car, pursued by guards. While driving, Paxton, as they're coming through the the town, um, he gets sort of like caught up in there's a, there's a truck. There's actually blocking part of the road, and he's trying. He's trying to get through, and he knows the guards are right behind him, and he's he's basically hooning through the the area, and he stops, and of course there's this truck in the way, and he's beeping the horn for the guy to get the fuck out of the way. I've got to get out of here, and as the guy moves the truck, he sees in front of him, Natalia, Svetlana, and Alexei. Now these girls are not what you consider to be the most attractive girls. Now there's a reason behind this, and I'll tell you in the fun facts of why they don't look the way they were when he first met them. So they both, <laughs> uh, Svetlana and uh, Natalia, both look up um, and see um, there's Paxton sitting in the driver's seat. And of course, they already know that he was being taken to the slaughterhouse. So what the fuck are you doing in front of, it? Why not, uh, in front of us? So luckily, he uh, accelerates and, killing, and he kills both of them. While, while the pursuing uh, car finishes off the third. So he drives straight towards um, Natalia and Svetlana and he knocks them off the um, out of the way and, of course, cracks one of their heads open and kills them. Alexi gets killed and Natalia, who's, who's sort of... I mean, she's very well very well knocked out, but she sort of like comes to just that moment 
puts her head up to see this car right barreling in front of her and the guard runs over her and kills her. So I was like, yes! The fuckers that got, got killed. It's absolutely awesome. So while, while Paxton is driving, he encounters the delinquents from earlier, the Bubblegum Gang. These kids are basically up to the age of like seven and nine. So they, they're a gang of little assholes. Um, so he, he gets stopped because they're standing right in front of the, of the car and he winds down the window and these kids are basically looking at him like, you know, uh, I'm going to, we're going to fuck you up. But he does happen to see on the, on the passenger side, there's a big pack of candies and gum. So obviously Paxton decides, fuck it, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to give you those and luckily get you out of the way. Now, obviously there's been some conversation between, um, Paxton and, um, these kids uh, I'll give you all these candies. You block the the the, uh, the road so we can keep going and get the hell out of here. So the next scene, you see the guards coming around the corner, and there's these kids standing basically in the in the driveway or in in the road. And of course, the the guys stop the car and get out and, and basically say, obviously in the native language, to get the fuck out of the way. Well, this doesn't actually go down very well with the bubblegum gang because they they attack and kill the pursuing men um, as as they as they would. With uh, Paxton, you know, disappearing down the down the road, um, they they do a lot of things to these poor guys. Other than beat the shit out of them, they throw concrete blocks at them and kill them. So as they as the two make their way to the train station, Kana sees her disfigured face. This is really really upsetting and war and it's it's really yeah. I mean it is it's upsetting because as they get to the train station, that they see that there is guys standing on the on the platform. Um, and obviously these guys are from the, the, from the club and they're hunting these two because they know that the only way out of this, uh, out of the, the country or out of this part of the country is by train. So they've got the police there. They've got these thugs there waiting around for them. So Paxton and Kana are trying to make their way onto the train as best they can without drawing very much attention to it, to it themselves. However, as they walk past this mirror, Kana sort of like stops and sees the one side of her face is completely disfigured. She doesn't have an eye. She looks terrible. And I and because obviously, you know, in Japanese culture she'll see that she would be shunned and, and because she's so disfigured. So at that moment she decides to kill herself by leaping in front of an oncoming train, which attracts attention. So you, it's almost like she sacrifices herself for Paxton. Now Paxton was saying to her before she does this, come on, get get low, get low, come over to me. And he sees that she's walking away from him towards the, the train tracks. Now, he's trying to get her to come over with, with him, but he can't, you know, call out, Kana, come over here. He's trying to say, Kana, come on, come on, come this way. But, you know, you, you can't draw attention to yourself because you know these guys are looking for you. So at that moment, she looks towards Paxton as if to say, I can't go on with life the way that I look. I'm going to, you know, sacrifice myself. And she does. She jumps in front of the train and she just is obliterated. And there is, and of course, that attracts the attention of the police, of the, of these thugs, which then allows Paxton um, to board the, the, the train. However, aboard, when he's aboard the train, Paxton hears the voice of the Dutch businessman. The exact same thing that he was talking about with the other guys, about, um about you know touching things with his hands and things like that so he's like aha uh -huh. 
So when the train stops in Vienna, Austria, Paxton follows the Dutch businessman into a public restroom and kills him before boarding another train. And he does so in a very, very awesome way. He throws a uh, business card of the hunting club underneath the door. As the guy you know, goes to grab hold of the, the card, Paxton cuts off two of his fingers. He then bursts into the toilet and he then, uh, this, obviously the business, businessman can see that there's Paxton and he then drowns him in the toilet, leaves him there and boards another train and disappears. And then of course the title, it comes up, Hostel, the movie fades to black and that's the end of the movie. However, there's an alternate ending. In the director's cut of the film, Paxton follows the Dutch businessman accompanied by his little daughter into a public restroom of the train station. Aha, I saw this this alternate ending. The original ending was pretty good. I actually don't mind the original ending, but the alternate ending um, was actually not too bad. So after finding her teddy bear in the female's uh, restroom, the Dutch businessman frantically searches the crowd for his missing daughter. Paxton is then seen boarding the moving train with the Dutch businessman's daughter, whom he has kidnapped. Interesting um, alternate ending, but that one in itself was was rather an interesting one. But I think I think the original ending was better. That the revenge that he got on the Dutch businessman, as far as you know, the the killings that he's actually perpetrated on his friend, um, and obviously we don't know who killed Alexi. That's uh, not Alexi, Ollie. So we so you know no idea who killed him, but at least he's getting revenge on what happened with his friend Josh. The alternate ending, I think it would have left it too open. I don't know. I mean, I saw the original ending and I saw the alternate ending. I tend to lean towards the original because it does, as I said, it does show that there is revenge. And you see, luckily, Paxton is able to board another train and get the hell out of uh, get the hell out of here. So before we go, we need to have Paul's fun facts. So the part of the uh, character of Natalia was deliberately shown to get uglier throughout the film, just like her personality, which I thought was actually a, quite an interesting one. The interior of the slaughterhouse, this was actually rather rather interesting, was filmed at a functioning mental hospital in Prague built in 1910 in a wing that had been closed for over 50 years. Building number 10, where many of the scenes were filmed, were where the craziest patients were taken. The basement was so creepy that Eli, Eli Roth had a string quartet playing classical music to make it feel cozier while shooting. Okay. Eli Roth hired real street kids to play the bubblegum gang. Okay. Another very interesting thing. This is in reference to The Shining. Um, they stay in room 237. So if anyone has actually seen the uh, movie The Shining, and I hope that's all of you, um, would know the room 237. Well, that's where they stayed, in, in this, and I didn't even see that one. I didn't even remember that one. Um, over 150 gallons of blood were used in the making of the film, nearly three times the amount used on Eli Roth's first film, Cabin Fever. That's interesting. This one is actually really quite good. So Eli Roth asked the president of Iceland for an, for an official pardon for making Icelanders look like drunken sex maniacs with the character of Ollie. The president laughed and gave yeah, gave Roth the pardon, saying it represented a side of Icelanders not shown in films. 
Roth also issued a formal apology to the Icelandic Minister of Culture for all the damage Hostel may cause to the Icelandic people's uh, reputation. <laughs> Can you imagine that one? This is, I love this one. The actor pay, uh, playing the taxi driver in the scene where the travellers first enter Bratislava was so drunk on the morning of the shoot, the crew replaced him with a sober stunt double. <laughs> oh my god, that is awesome. That is really quite good. Around nine minutes of the movie, Quentin Tarantino appears as a shirtless German man screaming from a window. The reason behind that is because that um, at around 18 minutes when Paxton and Josh and Ollie first arrive at the, at the um, hostel, the ho of the hostel's personal, uh, personnel are watching a film on TV. This is Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction, and Tarantino was a producer for Hostel. So that was the reason why. Um, in the unrated DVD version of the film, the word fuck is spoken 128 times. <laughs> Oh, that is actually quite good. Um, oh my god, what else have we got here? So I do have a couple more. So the movie is part of the horror subgenre known as splatter film, a term coined by George A. Romero to describe Dawn of the Dead in 1978. It's Dawn of the Dead, I should say. However, critic David Edelston labelled his film torture porn, thus coining the term used for splatter films in the 21st century. Torture porn was then retrospectively applied to earlier films like Saw in 2004. I do actually have a couple more. So website Mr. Skin posted the top 10 horror franchises with the most female nude scenes on October 2020. The list includes Witchcraft at 77, Friday the 13th at 49, Hellraiser at 24, Wrong Turn 17, Piranha 16, Hostel, yes, 14, Silent Night, Deadly Night, which I will be reviewing because that's going to be in uh, Christmas time, 14, Halloween, that's coming up next week at uh, 14, and Amityville at 9. Now, I'm not trying to work, I'm trying to work out how many, 9? I don't know, I'm not sure about that one, but we'll go with that one. Um, and the very, <laughs> very last one, Eli Roth at around three minutes, the American customer in a Boston Red Sox jersey in the Amsterdam coffee shop is laughing at his friend struggling to take a hit off a bong. Well, there we go. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this movie as much as I enjoyed watching it and uh, presenting it to you guys. Um, now, what I'm going to be doing at the end of every movie is, um, obviously, I'll say my goodbyes and everything like that. But I am going to put a couple of questions up on the website. Now, the only way that you can get to answer the questions is if you actually subscribe or if you follow um, uh, Spotify, you'll be able to answer these questions. They're not very hard. You can just, you know, they're just something fun just to, to, to answer you know, and vote for. But anyway, I'm going to include that in every movie now from now on. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please come back and visit me again. I think I'm doing actually not too bad, and we are actually getting up there. The one thing I will say about this movie is that, whoops, this was supposed to be episode number 24. I don't know how this slipped out, but it was supposed to be episode 24. So we're just going to pretend that this is episode 24, even though I think it's episode 29. I don't know how this worked out, but I just did a fluff. But anyway, that's how it worked. Anyway, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Come back and join me next week, because it will be the movie that we've been looking forward to the original 1978 halloween with jamie lee curtis but in the in the meantime i will say like i say every week i'll creep you later mm -hmm.